Hey, everyone, before we get to the show today, just wanted to tell you about the Ringer NFL Playoffs Leaderboard Challenge on FanDuel. Users can play against people like me, DK, Craig, Bill Simmons, and other Ringer personalities for the chance to win cash prizes. There will be contests every weekend leading up to the Super Bowl and one big prize for the player with the three best combined contest scores over the next three weekends. Come try and beat me, DK, and Craig by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or go to FanDuel.com slash Ringer Leaderboard. That's FanDuel.com slash Ringer Leaderboard. Okay. Let's get to the show. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Valid one time on Friday. Participating McDonald's through 1231.24. Excludes tax. Must update rewards. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. NFL Draft Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly, Ben Solik, and Craig Horlbeck. We're coming to you here on the Ringer Fantasy Football Show feed every Thursday between now and the NFL Draft on April 27th. And again, that's the Ringer NFL Draft Show here on the Ringer Fantasy Football Show feed. And guys, this offseason is getting squirrely. We've got Lamar Jackson ghosted the Ravens after that playoff game. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is saying he could like win the MVP on another team. Tom Brady is yelling at Jim Gray. Kai, can we play Tom Brady yelling at Jim Gray? Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you've said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's I only the question scratchy. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. Scratchy unnecessarily angry if i knew where i was fucking going jim i'd fucking tell you <laughs> i am the tom brady jim gray podcast one of the most incredible pods i keep accidentally stumbling on it when i'm looking for something else and they always are just like with larry fitzgerald and matt damon here's our thoughts on the jaguars like what <laughs> what is happening who wants the show <laughs> also i thought jim gray's response was so funny because brady said what he said and then Gray was like, I sense you're antagonized by the question. It's Tom's pod. I know. And then Tom <laughs> completely walked it back, immediately knew he made a mistake and was like, I appreciate you asking the question. No, but then he said, you're scratching, you're scratching. It's like, no shit, Tom. Sense you're antagonized is also like prime podcast talk. I sense you're <laughs> antagonized. Oh, I, I pissed you off. That's all you got to say, Chief. Keep it, keep it, keep it simple. Also, I mean, not to say the obvious here, but Tom Brady got really famous from playing football, and they're like, "Hey, Tom, you got to keep playing football." He's like, "Why are you asking me that?" I know. Come on, <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, since it seems to be in the heat of the moment, uh, we're gonna figure out where all these quarterbacks are playing and which teams need quarterbacks because. You know, obviously doing the draft show and it's like, who's going to take a quarterback? And it's so hard to go through all this without actually figuring out, all right, who's going to sign where? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to go through all the teams and we're going to be like, who needs a quarterback? And then we're going to figure out what they're going to do. <laughs> and then we're going to back our way into figuring out who's going to draft who. So mm. with that said, we're just going to go through the draft order of the first round backward. And we're going to get and we're just going to go through every team that way. So we're going to do that. And we're going to figure out who's going to play where and what's going to happen. So let's just start with the teams that are still in the playoffs. And we could, you know, we don't have to linger on the teams that are obvious. So Bengals, Chiefs, they have quarterbacks. We don't have to spend much time on them. The 49ers, honestly, I kind of thought this team two months ago actually was probably the best possible spot for Tom Brady. Right. But I guess they're sticking with Brock Purdy at this point. I mean, is there any reason? I, I don't know. DK, you can start us off here. I feel like oh, 49ers are probably sticking with Brock Purdy. Well, I mean, also they have Trey Lance. So that's this whole other Pandora's box that we're going to have to open during the offseason. Like, what are they going to do with Trey Lance? Who they traded two first round picks and then used the third overall pick on this guy. And he's barely played in the first two years. Um, so what do we do there? They're not going to be able to get what they spent for him, clearly. Like, no one's giving 
two to three first round picks for Trey Lance. So does that mean they just hold on to him? I don't know. I don't think Tom Brady's probably going to play in San Francisco because they've got Trey Lance and Brock Purdy now. What do you think? I think the there are three quarterbacks in the 49ers named Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy. Yeah, Jimmy G, too, by the way. <laughs> well, Garoppolo's going to be a free, He's a free no, agent. Garoppolo's going to be a free agent. He's gone. I think of the three, two will be on the 49ers next year. Yeah. I think one of those will be Brock. Right. I think the second one is undetermined. Because I think they'll see if someone wants to trade for Trey Lance. And if somebody does trade for Trey Lance and they get a good return back, then maybe they'll try to keep Jimmy on. And I think no matter what, they're going to keep Brock. And I think camp is going to be like a 1A, 1B. It's kind of a competition. Yeah. But maybe not really situation. I, In terms of my rooting interest in the NFL, number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. But two is chaos. I love mess. <laughs> like, I'm just here for the, the garbage. Just give me right. the garbage. And to me, prime garbage is Brock Purdy winning the Super Bowl and then yes. losing the job in camp to Trey Lance. That's <laughs> what I want to happen so well, I was, badly. I was going to say, if they win the Super Bowl, I mean, what has to happen in training camp for Brock not to start? I mean, Nick Foles <laughs> won the Super Bowl and Carson Wentz was... That's different. But Carson Wentz was playing at an MVP level that season. Trey Lance has played like six quarters <laughs> and five of them were awful. No, I don't. I don't disagree. I'm just saying it is not unprecedented <laughs> for a player to win the Super Bowl and then not be the starting quarterback. Bullshit. That's not the same thing at all. Trey Lance has 400 <laughs> passes since like like the five years. Like it's. It, I think, but overall, well, here's the point: the 49ers had one of their guys in their front office hired to run the Tennessee Titans. Ron Carson, and then yeah. Trey Lance posted, yeah, Trey Lance posted a picture of him on his Instagram story with the fingers crossed emoji. So let me tell you something. Oh, I did I think not Trey see Lance this. is going to be, a t- yeah, he's going to be a Tennessee Titan. It's the Jared Goff no, thing. It's like, no, that's just, I like that guy. And I hope he does well. We, I, bull we can't shit. do Instagram emoji interpretation. Yeah, what is, fingers crossed does not, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> what? mean. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> of all people, wait, you that think does not mean good, good luck? luck? You think fingers crossed is like Ray Carthen rooting for you, Ray. It's like, no, it's like, hey, Ray, trade for me. That's what it means. Get I out agree. Of here. Yeah. This, yeah, this goes back to one of my main tenets of life, which is that if I were in any way, shape, or form a meaningful public figure, I would tweet. I would, I would, on January 1st, I would schedule seven tweets of just an eye emoji or just a broken heart emoji or just a cross fingered emoji. And I would schedule them for random times in the year and then I would forget about them. And it's then suddenly, really good, yeah. on like March 12th, I would tweet eye emojis and something would be going on in the football world and it would dominate the news cycle for 24 hours. The one emoji message is king. Didn't this all start with Blake Griffin? There was one NBA player, right, who tweeted an emoji and then everybody went nuts and then now emojis are like the only way to... Tell people what you might be doing in the future. <laughs> I remember Paul Pierce tweeting. He didn't know how to tweet an emoji, so he tweeted a picture of the <laughs> rocket emoji, and then that's the one that stuck in my head, oh boy. <laughs> which was like perfect. All right. Anyway, okay. So Bengals and Chiefs don't need a quarterback. Niners can be Brock Purdy. They're not in the market. I like that you're just not tossing in the Eagles. You were like, Bengals good at QB, Chiefs good at QB. Anyway, Niners. Well, those are three of the playoff teams. I'm now going to the Eagles. But you started so- off with the teams that were were not going to make a change at quarterback next year, and you didn't include the Eagles in that group. Well, no, it's because Jalen Hurts, no one's talking about this. Jalen Hurts is not under contract after the season. So here's the thing. Wait, am I wrong on that? I I was going to say, I don't think he's a free agent, is he? They've moved the highlighted year to 2023 because we're in 2023, but it's still the league year of 2022. So if you look at the highlighted year and it's the last year, you're like, he's a free agent. But no, it's 2023. So it throws you off a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, either way, I'm an idiot. Eagles are keeping Jalen Hurts. Doesn't matter. I will Go say though, he's the 1,000th highest played player in the NFL. I thought Go that was really fun. He's Jalen Hurts has less money than Cam Akers. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, geez. Anyway, wow. so he's getting a new contract. Anyway, doesn't matter. Bills are the so now we get to the actual teams with the draft order. The Bills are 27th. They obviously don't need a quarterback. Cowboys are 26th. I don't want to hear anything about Dak. Like they're not going to get another quarterback. The Giants are 25th. Mm. Uh. Daniel Jones is not hitting free agency. Like maybe they give him a contract extension. Maybe they do the franchise tag. It doesn't matter. Like he's not going to become a free agent. The Giants are not in the market for a quarterback. I I, I do not believe that. That was and you listen to their postseason presser, right? Like they basically told us that they love him, right? It's a love fest. It's like everyone wants him to be there. It's just they'll fair to number. The Giants are not getting a new quarterback. Jaguars are twenty fourth. Obviously, the Jaguars are not getting a new quarterback. Vikings are 23rd. They're stuck with Kirk for at least a year or two. Like they're they're not moving on from Kirk right now. Maybe a year. They might have to extend him, honestly. 22nd is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Oh boy. 
What is going uh I think it almost is underrated that Lamar Jackson ghosted them for that playoff game. I kind of feel like this actually should have been a bigger story. Like we're not talking about this hardly at all. Yeah. The starting quarterback didn't come. I remember when the Giants were in the Super Bowl, Jeremy Shockey was injured. He was in a luxury suite drinking beer and people were like, why isn't he on the sideline with his team? Lamar Jackson didn't go. And so, look, I do think it's emotional. They'll get over to contract. This is probably why agents would say you have an agent to not get emotional during this. But like, DK, do you think that Lamar does end up leaving the Ravens or they'll just figure Mm. it out? I don't think he's going to leave. I think I would put odds on him not leaving. I think there's a chance that he leaves still, but... I don't know. I mean, I, st- I still think they obviously can use the franchise tag, right? And so that yep. gives them a lot of leverage in this situation. I think that they're still going to want to have that like offense with him. I th- it already sounds like they're talking to him about, you know, offensive coordinators for next year and working with him on that because they fired Greg Roman or whatever. Greg Roman left. They, they separated, whatever it is. Um, and so to me, it sounds like they are laying out the scenario, the red carpet for him to come back. They just want to make it easy for him. He's not. I, I I do think he's going to like hold strong on this like fully guaranteed contract, and therefore maybe the franchise tag gets involved here. I think there's a good chance he leaves. I would make it closer to fifty fifty than closer Ooh. to one side. Wow. What do you think is the best landing spot for him? I actually did this on uh, extra point taken on the Ringer NFL feed a, a few weeks ago. In terms of places that I like that I think could reasonably need a quarterback, Atlanta's number one. He would be unbelievably oh, perfect in Atlanta. That would be fun. Uh, with mm. how well he throws over the middle of the field, how well he throws off of play action, incorporating him in that running game, which is a lot of beef right now and not a lot of speed. Oh my God. Kyle Pitts in the Mark Andrews role? Oh my Stop. God. DK, don't. We're don't back. Even, don't. We're just back. Don't. We are back. <laughs> We're uh, back, baby. And Arthur Smith is just a really good offensive coach. I also think Ben Johnson returning to Detroit makes Detroit a really attractive location. Uh, mm-hmm. They go condensed sets. They have a, a you know backfield that's got diversity, assuming they keep Jamal Williams. Uh, they have such a good receiving core. Line is excellent. They're creative staffs. They're going to do different stuff with him. It would require Brad Holmes moving on from his firstborn son, Jared Goff. <laughs> uh, but I think you do it for Lamar. Those make sense. I love the Giants have been a great spot for him. But like I've said, I think the Giants are, are hard committing to Daniel Jones. But if everyone's saying it's a good spot for him because he's such a special talent, why would the Ravens give him up? And also, just to be fair to John Harbaugh in his press conference trying to throw water on this fire. 200%. They asked him about Lamar. Like, do you want Lamar Jackson back? He said 100%. Actually, 200%. There's no question about it. Lamar Jackson's our quarterback. He's been our quarterback. Everything we've done in terms of building our offense and building our team, how we think in terms of people and putting people around him is based on this incredible young man, his talent, his ability, and his competitiveness. Wow. So... I feel like they're going to just franchise tag him, even if this is a disaster, that they're going to keep him for one more year, right? Lamar clearly doesn't want to sign this one-year franchise tag, right? No, but he's, what's he, is he just not going to show up? Wait, he's going to show up because you have to hold in now. You can't hold out because they drastically increase the penalties for just not showing up. So Lamar is going to do like kind of that, which he did this season, which he's going to be around the facility. And like, you know, he was obviously rehabbing from injury and it was a very serious injury and, Lamar mm-hmm. tweeted from his account that it was a very serious injury and, and all that. But uh, Lamar can reasonably show up for training camp on the tag. And every time they ask him to go in and go, go take some snaps, he'll go, no. This feels like it's going to get ugly to me. I think I'd, I actually don't know if it will. Be, because on one hand, look, any, uh, this is a different situation. This is like a one of one because there is no agent. It's Lamar. It's his mom. It's I, I don't know if it's a couple of family friends are involved. But like, again, Adam Schefter not sourced with Lamar Jackson's mother. Like we, we have like less insight into like what's going on with this negotiation than I think in a lot of other ones in the past. And negotiations got really hot at the end as ev- emotions were really high with everybody in the playoffs and it will cool down as it goes. We'll see. But at the same time, we don't know. Um, so I still think that the Ravens are going to not be prisoners of the moment and give up this guy. If you've been to Ravens training camp, the amount of kids wearing Lamar Jackson jerseys, I don't think they're going to just punt on this because it went sour. So we'll see. And they do have the right if they want to just make him have to be the bad guy and not play. So we'll see. So the, the Ravens are picking 22nd. Odds are they probably have Lamar. Chargers are 21st. Obviously, they're set. They have Herbert. The Seahawks are 20th. That part doesn't really matter. The Seahawks also have the fifth pick from the Broncos. I would say put around like 80, 90%. They want, they're going to keep Gino. I think Gino wants to stay in Seattle. That doesn't exclude them from taking a quarterback, though. You know, I think they still could take a quarterback at number five. Geno Smith said he'll take a discount to stay in Seattle. So let's say he signs a two or three year deal or something, and it's like yeah. not that expensive. Do you still, I mean, just you're a Seahawks fan, DK. Like, do you want them to take a quarterback at five and let him develop no. on Geno? 
I don't I wouldn't be upset if they did, but I don't want them to. I'd rather have them take like, you know, Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter if he's there, or, you know, obviously Will Anderson if he's there, and then have them like build a defense like this year, because their defense was just so frustrating. Is so that's that a Geno thing have. or is that a you don't love the quarterback class thing? I think it's a little combination of both. I, I, I think if they took a quarterback, especially Stroud or or Young, if they were if he was there for whatever reason, I would still be excited about it. I would be slightly less enthused if it was Levis. I, I wouldn't be like really pissed if it was Levis, but I think that's just kind of where I am. I'm not like really, really excited about this this quarterback class. And therefore, I'd rather just go with Gino and t- take a defender and go from there. On the You'd have to talk yourself into a quarterback scale. Um, I don't know if Trevor, well, Trevor Lawrence is like a 10. And for, let's say, Daniel yeah. Jones, who it took me four years to talk myself into him. Where would taking... <laughs> CJ Stout or Bryce Young or Will Levis have you on how like like Bryce Young would take you 20 seconds would Will Levis take you like a month like how long do you have to talk yourself into those guys <laughs> yeah yeah probably like a month for Levis I I think I would be I would be excited if it was Young but I still would be a little there'd be trepidation there because he is just an outlier you know he's like very small um, although it sounds like I heard today that his agent or somebody is saying they're going to try and get him up to 210 pounds which I don't know it's just going to be eating like a lot of ice cream and stuff um, I would be excited if it was young. I would be pretty excited if it was Stroud. And then I think I would need a little time to talk myself into Levis, but I eventually would do that. I would be way more excited though, to be clear, if it was like a defender and they just keep Gino, take a defender and just get better in year one. I'd like to say something about the Bryce Young 210 pound nutritionist goal. <laughs> yes, okay? please do. If Bryce Young shows up to the NFL combine 2023 at 210 or higher, <laughs> I will show up to the NFL Combine in 2024 at 210 or higher. Okay. <laughs> this, this is my promise to you. Do we know how, how much does he weigh right now, Bryce? I would I would wager 20 pounds less than 210 yeah. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Putting on 20 pounds, it's going to show in like weeks. your... His face is going to be like all fat. You cannot gain muscle that quickly. He will literally have to <laughs> yeah. get fat at the it's Combine. Not, it's not muscle. They're going to be shoving peanut butter and jelly sandwiches down this young man's gullet at 2 a.m. <laughs> They're gonna waterboard him with three gallons of water six <laughs> seconds before he steps on the scale. We're gonna oh poke God. Bryce Young in Indianapolis and he's gonna jiggle. Like it's like he's gonna be 85% water. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Remember that player, you guys? We did we did one episode of the fantasy show where we some guy talked about like what he was eating, and it was like grits and peanut butter in a smoothie. Remember that ben Gatorade? Barch, offensive lineman out of Ugh. you know, some school somewhere, St. John's or something. Uh, right, it was the senior bowl, and he would just make a smoothie to put on weight that was like eggs, Gatorade, peanut butter, and sadness, and he just have it every day, and he put on like a ton of weight. There's a there's another uh, DK. I always forget the name. What's the offensive tackle out of North Dakota State? Cody something. Mock. Mock. Cody Mock's another one of these guys where they just put on a ton of weight, and they're all gonna have weird stories of what they've eaten. Ben Barch looks just like a Ben Barch. <laughs> I find athlete rapid weight gain programs to be fascinating. Like I would, I would <laughs> dirty ball, baby, dirty ball. No, 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 no. But there's athlete rapid weight gain for whether it's fighters making a, a weight for a fight or like football players. This is like the opposite. This is there's nothing functional about it. It's Bryce Young has to gain weight, not for any athletic reason. He probably won't do anything competitive at the combine. He has to do it just to put a number next to his name on all these scouting reports. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like he literally yeah. just wants his scouting report that these GMs and scouts look at to start with a two. Well, it has to be two oh eight, and that's it. And then he'll go back down to the weight and do the athletic shit at his pro day at the not two hundred thing. Yeah, I mean, I would argue there's some functionality to it, like just the fact that being over two hundred pounds or two hundred ten pounds, or whatever, it will help him. You know, like withstand hits in the league. There's been no quarterback at his size in any sustainable way. He's doing it like every scout, everybody doing this knows he doesn't play at this weight. He's doing it for the combine, and I think it's funny that everyone knows that, and they're doing it anyway because they're like, "That's how dumb you guys are." It has to say two oh nine, or you won't take me. Him trying to make that weight for the combine specifically is moronic to me. Like. Why not just say, yeah. hey, listen, I'll be at a certain weight if you draft me by the time the season comes around, but I'm not going to be that in three weeks. That's so, the, that's yeah. what's crazy to me about And this. the funniest thing is this, is like Bryce Young's legit quick. Like you watch his film, like, he can like 
actually move. Like, it's not just like he's bouncing around back there. He's got some quickness to him. There's no chance he does a single drill at the combine, though. No. Because he's going to be heavier than he's ever <laughs> been in his entire life, and none of it is going to be useful weight. So he's not going to, like, run or test or, I mean, sure he'll throw, but, like, he's going to gain, like, a freshman 15 over the next three weeks. He's just going to eat, like, Panda <laughs> Express and Coke. They are going to try to get the Earth closer to the sun so that the force of gravity is stronger such that this guy tips the scales at 200. <laughs> 10 pounds. Well, speaking of the force of the sun, the Detroit Lions are picking 18th and Dan Campbell um, with his 11 shots of coffee probably has the fourth of the sun. This is basically the same conversation as Seattle because they're picking yeah. 18th, but the Lions also have the sixth pick in the draft. And so it's the same thing. Seahawks are going to stick with Gina Smith. Lions could take a quarterback, but like, Don't I feel to. like they'll just stick with Jared Goff and take a position player. I, I agree. My current read on the Lions and, you know, always like every postseason presser is, is almost invariably a, a uh, vote of confidence in the quarterback. But Brad Holmes really, really, really loves Jared Goff. He truly does. Look at anything that Jared Goff has he said about Jared Goff since he drafted him with the Rams in 2016. Uh, he said, I never viewed him as a bridge quarterback. Said he's proven himself as a starting quarterback. And, and uh, I don't think the Lions anticipate needing to move off of Goff to like elevate their team to another level. I think they think they need another corner and improvement in pass rush and better linebackers, then they'll be exactly where they want to be. Like they don't, they don't kind of think of quarterback that way. So if like a Lamar becomes available, everybody circles the wagons and goes, okay, well, should we maybe do this? Like that's kind of an exception. I don't think that they'll put themselves in a spot where they're, they're drafting a young quarterback unless one of these guys really blows them away. Always a chance, but I, I'd be surprised. I agree. Okay. So the Steelers are 17th. They're sticking with Kenny Pickett. I also, I skipped by accident. I skipped the bucks are at 19. I don't think Tom Brady's coming back to the Bucks. No. I think Brady, I kind of think Brady would actually retire before he went back. It's Bill always talks about how Michael Jordan retired after the Bulls in part because no one actually had the cap space, or the foresight to think that Michael Jordan would take him on. Brady's not quite there, but I feel like he'd rather retire than go back to Tampa Bay. So the Bucks themselves, Blaine Gabbert's 33. They have <laughs> Kyle Trask. I, I kind of feel like they signed a, a veteran like a Sam Darnold or a Jimmy G. Or it'd be funny yeah, if Jimmy G went yeah. there to replace Brady again. But do you guys think the Bucks are a good bet for like worst record in the league next year? Because Brady's going to be gone, and they're probably just going to completely sell house and tank. Right? Yeah. They, have so, they have no cap space. Well, there's already talk that they're going to like yeah trade guys like Chris Godwin or obviously Mike Evans could be on the chopping oh, block. You know, please. They've got a lot of guys that. They don't. It doesn't really fit like their roster construction. So there is there is a potential for that. Like they're they just, just going to tank completely. Sell yeah. farm. What I would do for the Giants to get like Chris Godwin. My God, please. The most important thing is to just watch what the Bucks do at offensive coordinator. If they get you know a, a Shanahan tree guy, then they're probably going to go get a Shanahan quarterback. I go get Sam Darnold. He can run that offense. They get a old head West Coast, then they're going to get, you know, some rookie quarterback and they're all going to hate him. They get a young quarterback developer. They're going to draft a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that's the tea leaf right now is who are they bringing in at OC and who do they end up hiring? Or if anyone wants to have jump on the this year's next year's Geno Smith is Blaine Gabbert, 33 year old crow backup. I'm just saying like it's right <laughs> yeah, there for you. Totally. All right. <laughs> Washington is picking 16th. The only team that has like five things more important going on than picking a quarterback. It's kind of incredible. Oh, Hyphus, what's your read on the I heard coming out of Washington like they were telling prospective coaches that they need to be, have like a plan for Sam Howell. Like Sam Howell is going to be their guy, even though they didn't play him at all basically this year until the very last game. I did see that as well. I think I would describe, I think that that is probably true. I would describe Washington as a team being run as if they are exploring selling themselves for $8 billion <laughs> and that they yeah. don't give a shit about any of this. They're not too and worried. all of these nice players are um, expenses on a balance sheet that they're trying to flip. Like I, I kind of think that's it, honestly. And Ron Rivera is just there to manage it. But yeah, no, I kind of do think Sam Howell, Heineke went like, I think, yeah, I kind of think Sam Howell is going to be their guy. I don't think they're in the market. Put it that way. They have other things going on. 15th is the Packers. Mm. Oh Here my God. Go. <laughs> I, I, I feel the Packers have to pick between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love this season. I am convinced of this. We can get into the nuts and bolts contract stuff if you guys want. But I feel like Rodgers or Love has got to go because a Rodgers coming yeah. back, it's not a one-year commitment. It's a two-year commitment. And if you commit to Rodgers for two years, you might as well flip Jordan Love. And so my question to you guys is, would you rather flip Aaron Rodgers, which you know, you're getting rid of your franchise icon, but he's 39. He's been talking about retirement for like three years and try to get a pick for him. Or do you keep Aaron Rodgers, who, again, was it back-to-back MVP, like one year removed from that, and just flip Jordan Love, who has not done anything, 
But at the same time, you're getting rid of a 24-year-old quarterback who, in theory, could be the future of your team. And now you have no succession plan. We, like, I'm curious which way you guys lean on that. What do you think the Packers do? I would lean closer to Rodgers because I think that while Rodgers didn't have... Trading Rodgers or keeping Rodgers? Keeping Rodgers, excuse me. Thank you. Uh, uh, keeping Rodgers. Because, yeah, like he wasn't super great this year, but the, the two seasons before that, he was pretty good. Uh, that was he won the MVP in those years. Uh, so we got to solve the wide receiver problem. And then yeah. if if we solve that problem and it turns out Rodgers is, is still poor, that's on us. But I got a lot of faith that 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 he's still got some good years left in him, just given the fact my proximity to him, how how close I've been to him, you know, running the team and, and running office with him and getting MVP seasons out of him. With that said, there is no team better suited to tricking themselves into the the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat fallacy <laughs> than the Packers are because that's what they did with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like you asked, like, like, hi, Fitz, are you going to feel okay trading away a 24-year-old who might be the future of the franchise? Like the number one team who would be worried about actually doing that would be the Packers because that's how they handled Rodgers, right? They, they kept him on the bench for multiple years and then all of a sudden, boom, they had a guy who's been a, a three-time NFL MVP. And so uh, I don't know where they're going to they're gonna fall on that. I really, really, really don't. Uh, and I don't think they know where Rodgers is going to fall in terms of like, is he going to be more open to different personnel moves now that he's kind of seen proof that Randall Cobb doesn't solve offense for him? Or is he just going to stick with the same old, <laughs> like, I want to be in charge of the offense thing? Is he going to take the offseason very seriously and take care of his body the way that a late 30s quarterback needs to to survive next year? Or is he just going to kind of like... Are you saying he's not? He's just, I don't know what Rodgers does in his off-season time and what substances he may use. Wait, hold on. I actually, I feel like this is the most miss... I, I feel like the thing of the ayahuasca has been totally misrepresented. Like, that's the problem. What he said was he did the ayahuasca before 2019 or 2020, and then he won the two MVPs. The problem is Rodgers stopped doing ayahuasca. That's the problem. Was it ayahuasca or was it ayahuasca tea? Well, I don't know the say, difference. It's the same thing. It's like it's like DMT. It's like an extraordinary sight. Is it the same thing? But was he taking it for, as like a microdose situation, or was he taking like full fledged oh, no, ayahuasca? I, I think it was a macrodose situation. Was it okay? He was going on a journey. His vision yeah. quest. Yeah. I kind of think the Packers trade Rogers. I, I really do think the Packers trade Rogers. But either way, I think that it's Pack Rogers or Love as the Packers quarterback this year. Yes. And I, I think honestly, if not Love, might be get shipped somewhere else. I would definitely be willing to throw a flyer on Jordan Love in a trademark. I wouldn't want to like commit a ton of capital, but Love behind in a Matt LaFleur offense, learning behind Rodgers for three years, even if like Rodgers wasn't helping him, still just like seeing the way an elite quarterback prepares and practices. And then with what you've seen from him playing, you haven't seen that much, but like, you know, he very clearly has NFL tools. You know, like that's that's not a question. Yeah. Um yeah, I'd be very interested in and in, in, you know snagging love to to be on my bench instead of the Packers bench if I were another team. If you're Green Bay, like I kind of feel like Green Bay is going to trade Rodgers because if you're Green Bay, the situation kind of worked out perfectly based on the original plan, right? Like they traded up in the first round to get Jordan Love when it appeared that Aaron Rodgers was declining, you know, and they didn't really know the future there. And then Rodgers goes on to have two MVP years back to back. And then they have to trade Devontae Adams because he wants out. It seems like the the Rogers relationship is a little bit strained, so maybe he wants out, and then they can get a bunch for him because he's yeah. still playing at a high level. It's like the perfect situation for the Packers, and then they have Jordan Love waiting in the wings, where he's gotten all this, all these reps and and all this experience, like learning how to be a pro. It's honestly like the perfect scenario, I think, for the Packers to move on. I completely agree, DK. And so the Patriots are picking 14th. They're going to stick with Mac Jones. They just hired Bill O'Brien to be their offensive coordinator. They're going to stick with Mac Jones. Then the Jets are 13th in this draft. And they got to, if not replace Zach Wilson, like Zach Wilson's going to be benched for a veteran and they'll see if they can salvage it. But the Jets are going to go get a veteran quarterback. And I do think, like, you know, I know a lot of Jets fans are looking at Jimmy G or Derek Carr, but I think Rodgers makes the most sense for the Jets because the thing that makes sense, that's important to know for the Packers part is without getting into all the contract stuff, it gets more expensive for the Packers to get rid of Rodgers the longer he stays. Like if Rodgers retires right like today, he will cost the Packers $40 million of dead money in their budget. If he stays two more seasons, it's, it's almost double that. And that's the opposite of how every contract works. Every contract, the longer a player stays, the less expensive it is to get rid of them. Rodgers, the more, longer he stays, the more expensive. It's like a, it's like a, they attach like a time bomb to their own thing. Anyway, I, I think that I kind of do think Rodgers can get dealt, but if not, the Jets... 
I don't, I think they're getting a veteran. So I think this is like a Jimmy G, Derek Carr. Ironically, Sam Darnold would be funny here too. No, no there's no way they're doing that. It would be funny though. <laughs> Derek Carr is the most Jets quarterback in the league right now. It's two Jets How though. So? Vibes, pure vibes. He, like <laughs> Derek Carr on the Jets makes too much sense because he will underperform for, uh, it just, it, it's all going to make sense. They're going to go seven and 10 with Derek Carr and no one's going to know what to do. I accept. I think that's true. And also you sign Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, you might as well just start Mike White because Mike White will just be starting for them in October anyway because Jimmy's made of paper mache. Love White Mike. Drive by Jimmy. Uh, he, well, he should stop getting run over. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Pats are 14th, Jets are 13th. We're just doing the Dolphins here. The Dolphins got stripped of their first-round pick for tampering with Tom Brady. And so I'm just going to put them here and ask you, would the Dolphins cast to his side if they could get Tom Brady? Because Tom Brady's a free agent. He can sign wherever he wants. Like, if you want, if you could go back to Miami, would they just throw Tua overboard? Yes. I mean, yeah. What, what, what is the situation? I mean, what is even the yeah. situation with Tua's health heading into next season? That's the, that's the question that they're asking themselves. And that's why I think they would go out and get a Brady. Because it's like there's uncertainty there. You know what I mean? Um, from what the what from what's being reported out of Miami is that like two has been told he's mo- no more likely to get a concussion as any other person, I guess. But I don't I don't know like the the science and and all that. But like I think that there's got to be at least some concern about his long term durability and his long term ability to be the starter. And therefore, yes, I do think that they would be willing to to move on. They'll they'll not say that obviously, and they're gonna like back him publicly. But I think that they'd be open to it. Yeah, when Chris, the, the GM of the Miami Dolphins said that, that the concussions doesn't make you more likely, I was like, anecdotally, that's just was counter to everything I'd heard since I was like eight years doesn't old. Seem, since yeah, I learned, doesn't seem like yeah. that's what's happening. Also, in practice, also but, even if it doesn't, like him getting a fourth, fifth, and sixth concussion in like the third, fourth year of his career, regardless of if, you're, if it makes you more likely to get another one, is still terrible. Right, and it still yeah. makes him more likely to be shut down for an extended period of time. I mean, it's a, t- it's a very tough situation, obviously, but they have to be realistic that they could be long stretches without two next year if he gets another concussion. And also it's worth noting that Tom Brady's kids go to school in Miami and someone actually was a creep and was filming him at his kids. Are they even allowed like, to have Brady now because of this whole like, I don't know. That's situation. the part of it. It's like, are <laughs> like, they? It's like, they just got in trouble. Everyone involved got in trouble. There's only 31 picks in the first round of the draft this year because <laughs> of this. Yeah. It's, so I actually, it's a good question. DK, if you get caught and punished for tampering, can you then, Sign there? Is that okay? I, mean, I assume so. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Can then like what you were trying to tamper for, can that come to fruition still after you've been punished? I don't know. It's like if you go to jail for attempted robbery, are you allowed to like go back to the store and just buy the thing? Is that, <laughs> if can you, you go back to a bank? If you, if you misbehave and your parents ground you, do they still love you? Yes. So Roger said, Stephen Ross, that was very bad. Now go do whatever you want. Absolutely. He 100% can go sign Tom Brady. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, so Dolphins would probably toss two overboard for Tom Brady, but that's probably it. Like, they wouldn't do it for Derek Carr. They wouldn't do it for anyone. Like, they're probably sticking with Tua. Right. Uh, we're kind of running out of places for Tom Brady to go, which is kind of a theme. The Honestly, the Jets, if they don't get Rodgers, but even then, I feel like they hate each other too much. That would that be weird. Craig, Craig, Tom Brady, Jets, check, vibes, vibes. That's like, an what is it, an immovable object meets an unstoppable force? I don't know what happens when Brady goes, a guy who can't lose goes to a team that can't win. I don't know. <laughs> well, vibes are wrong. What would, be, what would be incredible about it? The, the funniest outcome, 
I can't decide what's funnier is if the Jets just kick the shit out of the Patriots with Brady or what if Brady goes there and then it's just like the worst ever. Like it would be so funny if Brady just it starts beating the Jets again from within. Wait, did we already discuss the Pats? Because he's going back to the Pats, right? Oh, I skipped over them. No, I think they're, they're keeping Mac Jones with Bill O'Brien. Brady's going to go back to the Pats. He's not going back to the Pats. That's my guess. Is that sourced or you just it's your gut? No, that's that's looking at the remnants of the burned bridge and going, nobody's crossing this anytime soon. Oh, I don't that's know. what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're like they're like getting back together. I think the I think Bill O'Brien's there. We got we got uh the Belichick, they're gonna mend things. Nah, I don't think Belichick would come crawling back to Brady and saying, Please help me <laughs> win more Dude, games. He can't hang up. out, he can't do anything in his life without people that he's like used to hang out with. Like this is <laughs> the perfect thing. He needs to he needs that's to get Brady good, back and get the band back together. He doesn't like hanging out with new people. It's happening. Solak's talking football, and DK's talking about like old people. You're like, you don't get it, Solak. Like, once you're at a certain age, like you can't meet Belichick new people can't anymore. make new friends at this He's age. He's just trying yeah. to relive the glory days. Go back to his <laughs> frat boy days. It's incredible. That is his problem. He's this like, is I Belichick and Brady kids. getting back together and going on like a casino tour. Maybe he'll announce it at the 80 for Brady premiere. You know, who knows? DK, you really say tour like the like the Chicago people. It's like it rhymes with fishing lure. Like we're going on. Yeah, a I do tour. say that. You say tour. Yeah. I say a lot of things. I say dolphins like I'm a like I say you say, you say dolphins. Dolphins. Craig, dolphins. How do you say tour? Tour. Tour. Oh, we all say it differently. Weird. But you all say Jaguar, which I always no, bothers I me. I say Jaguar because I'm a man of God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I legitimately don't know how to say it. Like I've lost I've lost the thread. I have no idea how it's supposed to be said. It's not Lizzie McGuire. We need to just get rid of the word. That's the bad word. <laughs> I agree. The Jackson start from scratch. Big cats. <laughs> Jags. It's just a Jag. Real now. big cats. Real big spotted cats. So can we just say it one time? What is it? Jaguar. I understand. If I, if I slow down and stare at the word and say it, it's Jaguar. But in the middle, if I'm just flying through a it. conversation, it's Jaguar. Show me the W, Craig. I know. <laughs> right, because, me. right. There's no other word in the English language people pronounce weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Can you email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you know why people say Jaguar? Like when people from Boston say, oh yeah, it's up on the oh, rough Boston. and they rhyme like they say rough like it's rum. I get it. Instead of rough instead of roof, it's because of the accent. I don't know why people in the like so, people on the West Coast in particular say Jaguar. Like, where does that come from? Whatever, the people that invented the language, they say it like Jaguar. I don't know. Anyway, all right, we're moving on. Texans are at 12. It doesn't really matter because they're also picking it too. So they're going to take a quarterback. So that's easy. Maybe, probably. Yep. They're taking a quarterback. They're okay. sticking with Davis Mills. They're going to take a quarterback. Mills? Titan. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Craig, just kidding. I'm kidding. Craig I'm just kidding. fucking slips that in. I'm Mills? kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Mills is going to have a resurgence in like five years when he comes in for some injured Mills, quarterback yeah, and he's for sure. good for like eight games. And then I just, I can already hear it. It's going to be Bill and Sal in like five years. And they're going to be like, Mills is, what, what, why did they ever stick with him? Mills wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we said at the combine that we wish they had a tailor? I, I do wish they had the neck collar measurement, you know, where they're like, oh yeah, the collar fits mostly everybody. And Davis Mills walks in. They're like, this is why we measure. But his neck isn't thick. It's long. It's both. It's kind of thick. Yeah. It's both. Girth. Yeah. It's like going on. you can't be that long without having some girth. It'd be structurally unsound. <laughs> His head would just be falling off to the side like a flower that's growing a baby. Yeah. He's like a palm tree in the wind. Like, <laughs> growing to the sun. Uh. All right. 11th <laughs> of the Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's done. Malik Willis Wait, is, is exciting. He, but when did we decide that Tannehill's just out in Tennessee? I, f I feel like, well, they kind of decided that when they kept the option to just completely sever themselves from him at, at this offseason. I suppose he's not probably, he's not completely done with them. Hi Fitz, I feel like you've been tweeting that every possible quarterback is going to land in Tennessee. Tennessee. So, I feel like yeah. I've just been saying, I feel like it's Trey Lance because again, can't stress this enough. He tweeted, he Instagrammed the fingers crossed with the new Titans GM who was in the front office that drafted him. And it's like, that doesn't mean good luck. Good luck. Do you think, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Mike Vrabel wants Trey Lance? Or a no. veteran who like has been producing yes. in the offense. That, yeah. Why couldn't okay, Tom Brady? You. Why that was sort Tom of rhetorical, Brady but thank you for answering, Ben. Brady to Tennessee, I don't mind at all. I honestly think Brady to Tennessee makes a lot of sense. That offense, it's not dissimilar. Well, I actually, you shouldn't say that offense. They fired off the coordinator Todd Downing. Again, mm. they might be enduring an offensive change. And they don't really have like a ton of offensive resources they're committed to. Like Derrick Henry is move-offable. So they can make an offensive 
transition in one season if they wanted to. Um, figuring out what the Titans are going to do at quarterback is extremely challenging because the team extended the head coach, extended the general manager, and then the general manager immediately went and kind of made like a, we might soft reset this roster sort of a move, right? He traded away A.J. Brown. Uh, Taylor Lewan's contract expires at the end of the 2023 season. Ryan Tannehill's contract expires at the end of the 2023 season. So does Derrick Henry's, right? They didn't extend Jeffrey Simmons, even though they were eligible to. They didn't extend David Long, even though they were eligible to. Uh, uh, John Robinson very clearly was like, I want to see another year and another season before we really decide whether or not we want to commit to the mid-30s of Tannehill and to this version of our team, or if we want flexibility. And presumably... Vrabel and ownership were like kind of on board with that. But then John Robinson got fired in the middle of the season. And now Vrabel's got much more influence in the front office than he previously did. And whenever a head coach has influence, I expect aggressive moves, trading away draft capital and moving on from young players so as to acquire older, more veteran players. That's typically how head coaches want to build a roster. Accordingly, I don't think the Titans have to move off of Tannehill. He's got a $36.6 million cap at 18.8 of which would be dead caps. So they'd save about 18 million by moving off mm. of them. I think they'll look into it. And if they feel like they can get a better veteran in the building, Brady Rogers, they'll do so. If not, I think they'll ride with Tannehill for another year, but I do anticipate that they're going to aggressively look into the veteran market. Yeah. All right. 10th pick here is the Eagles. We already talked about that. They have Jalen hurts. Panthers are picking ninth. This is just sad at this Who point. Who knows? This to me, going through this exercise, I'm looking at all these teams and like they have options here and there. Panthers don't even have another quarterback under contract, really. I guess they can like bring back PJ Walker, but like they have Matt Corral, they, right? That's true. Well, that's true. I, well, my God. I mean, Matt Corral, who they traded up the draft in the third round and then didn't even give him the third string job. And then he got hurt in August. You're correct. He, get, he didn't really get reps early on. I think that that was the plan all along, though, was to basically like, we're not going to have this guy come in and start right away. Like, we just don't want But the want point that. being is a third rounder for an old coaching staff that has been fired. It's like, this to me is the team that has to trade up. I think that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I just, he is still there. That's interesting. But he's probably not going to be a starter. The Falcons are at eight. I feel like they, they have Desmond Ritter. So Lex, you know, if he was old enough to have a son, so Lex, you know, would probably would be Desmond Ritter. He's one of my <laughs> youngest um, and finished sons. <laughs> Desmond Ritter actually has kids, so I guess that would make Solak a grandfather. But yeah, um, I feel like the Falcons also could just get a veteran. Like, you know, if Lamar's out there, sure. But like, I mean, Tannehill, if he gets cut, Derek Carr, Darnold, I don't know. But um, I, I, I'm they're in the market, but they're more flexible. And then but it's this trio. It's the Panthers at nine, Falcons eight. And then the Raiders are at seven. And it's kind of like the dominoes of who does what here. I feel like the Raiders, I can't tell if players actually want to go to the Raiders. Or if everyone just lists them as a competitor in the teams versus the places they really want to go. Like, is Tom Brady really going to go to the Raiders and sign there? I could see it. Right. I think the big part of the calculus that often gets overlooked is just like tax. I don't, I'm not going to pretend to understand how tax works. I'm in my like fourth year of paying my taxes. I'm 0 for 3. I'm being correct. Okay. So let's start there. I feel like that's not in Tom Brady's top five is like the state tax. I mean, how much did he lose in crypto though? He's got to make some money back. Exactly. The Brady brand is not necessarily pulling in the uh, the figures he was potentially <laughs> Alimony, you know? <laughs> that too, yeah. That that part of it. And I don't think, like, Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams is not a bad sell. Like, uh, McDaniels is a good offensive coach, even though he's kind of, like, grading and annoying. He's a good offensive coach. And Devontae's sick. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to yeah. move off Darren Waller this year, but they have the star receiver. So, I don't know. I don't mind the Raiders as a, as a legitimate destination for a lot of quarterbacks. It's also the business thing because, well, Dana White said like, like a yeah. year or two ago that Dana White said they had a deal to send Tom Brady to Vegas before he was going to go to the Buccaneers. He was going to go to Vegas. And then John Gruden killed the deal. I think this makes the most sense for Brady, doesn't it? The only thing against it, the only reason why this doesn't work is because we all just assume Brady needs to stay on the East Coast because of his kids. I don't think that is enough to, to preclude him from going yeah. to Vegas. Craig, Craig said kids? <laughs> Come on. It's eight months. He's if, got, it's Brady, eight months. if Brady had his pick, though, you would obviously pick the 49ers of the Raiders because one, he's from San Francisco or from yeah. outside San Francisco. And also that team's they're the stacked. best team you could join. Yeah. And I know they're like, oh, we have Purdy now. But like if Brady wanted to come and you're the Niners, like how, I, how, I, am, am I how crazy? How many 49ers would pick uh, Brady over Purdy at this point? God. I kind of still think <laughs> all of them. I hope so. Call man. me crazy. You should be in the group text I'm in because all the Niners <laughs> friends of mine 
think Brock Purdy is dude, the second coming. I'm telling you. Yeah. I, I dude, I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I also <laughs> I also feel that way. I just like basic talk about muting a group chat. I don't even look at that thing during nine. If you games. go back Here one go year again. on this podcast, yeah. we I'm were like, talking about we'll never doubt Tom Brady ever again because like he was this close to beating the Rams in the divisional round and like he's unkillable. And now a year later, the Bucks, everyone gets hurt. We're like, oh Brady doesn't want to take hits. Yeah, because he's smart. He knows there's a he, he's waiting for next year. That's why. But Heifetz, Brock Purdy can hit open slants most of the time. I just, I'm like, <laughs> do we think that the Raiders do end up getting a vet, though? Because they've already said goodbye to Derek Carr. Well, who are the vets they can get other than Tom Brady? That's the thing. They're not going to get Tannehill. Either they, to me, it's like either they trade up and go young or they get Tom Brady. And that's their two baskets. If they don't sign Brady, let, let's just say, like, if Brady just disappears into the ether, I, I, it's weird. I mean, do they stick with Jarrett Stidham? No. Probably not. But you can't sit there at seven and kind of risk going. And that's kind of my thing with them is they're not really. They have Devontae Adams. Like The Panthers can suck for a little. It's kind of like a little more understandable. They'll have a new coach. I feel like right, there's a little more desperation for McDaniels to do something. I don't know. Brady's going to go to Vegas. The Super Bowl's in Vegas next year. Brady's going to sign a deal with MGM yeah. Sportsbook, do all the betting ads. He's going to bring everybody to Vegas. It's going to be this massive groundswell. <laughs> it makes total sense. Yeah. Honestly. I do. I think you're right. And like, it's important, like the way, not to pretend I understand how Tom Brady thinks, but like, obviously, Obviously, with Miami, he was putting in, in like an ownership stake and, you know, trying to step one foot into your business interest post-career, one foot still in your career. And I do, I, I do actually think you're right, Craig, that that is a large part of it. Um, and then you can just kind of jump directly to the next because the Lions are at six, Syracuse are at five, but we just talked about them like they're probably not picking quarterbacks. Or if they do, well, they might, they're probably open to getting leapfrogged. The Colts are at four. That those the are, they are the other vibiest Derek Carr landing spot, Colts. The Colts freaking need a quarterback. But I, but I feel like they have to draft one. I would be slack-jawed stunned if they get a veteran quarterback. The, <laughs> the only way Chris Ballard kept his job was by telling Jim Ursay that he would die before he didn't draft a quarterback in the end of April. I believe that fully. They're going to be the ones that trade up to number one, probably, right, Ben? I think I think it's it's, it's possible. It kind of depends on, you know, who do they like? Who does everybody else like? Today, they were given by Mel Will Levis at pick five. Right. Mel Kuyper, who yeah, you Mel referred Kuyper, to in the first yeah. No, that was the Seahawks, I thought. Was that the Seahawks? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not too concerned with Mel Kuyper's mocks at this right. time. Indy, Indy, they gave Bryce Young at four. I'd be very surprised if Indy drafts Bryce Young. Yeah. Indy doesn't really like smalls that much. Indy likes yeah. bigs, and Bryce Young is a small, and Will Levis is a big. But regardless. Well, what if he's 210? Change the math. What if he's fat? Yeah. What if he's James hardened up? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's um, I, I I would be like I said, I'd be very surprised if the Colts don't draft a quarterback at five and yeah, or at four, excuse me. And I do think there are a legitimate chance to trade up to one. And I think that we can look at the whole landscape now because the Colts are four, Cardinals are three, and they can just take Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, whatever great defender they want. And then the Texans are two, and they can sit back, take a quarterback. And then the Bears basically have this question: Do you just sit here and take a player? That's probably dumb. Do you take a quarterback and trade Justin Fields? I also cut, or do you keep Justin Fields and trade back? And then really, you're probably getting calls from the Colts at four, the Raiders if they if if they get Tom Brady, no, but if the Raiders if they don't get a quarterback at seven, Falcons at eight, Panthers at nine, and I'm curious what you guys think. One, let's just start with: Would you flip Fields to one of those teams, or would you keep the pick? If, if flip fields to keep the pick or would you take a quarter or sorry i can't speak english would you do you want fields or you want to draft a quarterback <laughs> i would keep fields yeah. yeah i would too so if we're doing that and you're getting calls from the panthers at nine i feel who do you think is most likely to trade up to number one because i'm looking at this i feel like if the raiders don't get a quarterback if the raiders come into this without tom brady there's the as Craig was alluding to, they have a Super Bowl at the end of the year, and I know that that's not supposed to what they're thinking about, but teams think about things this way. Josh McDaniels would be in year two with Jared Stidham, not like a real solution, versus the Panthers, their owners, David Tepper, is desperate for a quarterback. I feel like you have a lot of desperate teams in this top 10. Honestly, a lot of GMs who are going to be like TikTok on the clock about to get fired, like as you said with Chris Ballard and in Indy. I feel was like- that, Was that a Kesha reference? Real subtle there? <laughs> Yes, it actually was. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. I, I just wanted to let you know I caught that. Continue. Solak brushes his teeth every morning with a bottle of Jack. Is that right, Ben? Before I leave, brush my, my teeth, teeth with a bottle of Jack. 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 When I leave I'm remembering my night. days as a camp counselor and having to pretend that I enjoyed all these songs in the mid-2010s. <laughs> yes. I think the Panthers trade up to one. I oh. think the Panthers give up everything. Well, mm. it's interesting, right? The Panthers are currently 
uh, going for a veteran head coach, right? That's that's the word on the street. They've had conversations with Frank Reich and about what his staff would look like. They've talked to Steve Wilkes. Uh, Kellen Moore's back again, which Kellen Moore's not really experienced, but whatever. Uh, but the, 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 the inside reporting is they want an experienced coach, which to me is not very splashy. And I... I would be surprised if Dave Tepper goes three months without making a splash. That does not seem to be the owner Dave Tepper's way. So if they go veteran head coach, I could see one of the things that they care about, especially if it's like Frank Reich. One of the things they care about be, all right, you've been around for a long time. What young quarterbacks have you developed? Do you know how to develop the young quarterback? Uh, So if they do hire Frank Reich, they're going to bump up in my rankings of might go get the guy aggressively. think they're a shot. think Indy's a shot for sure. I don't think Atlanta should be ruled out uh, for as much as, as, as you know, there's, I think, positive feelings there with Ritter. And I think they'll look at the veteran market. I don't think they'd be ruled out of like falling in love with Will Levis, who to me, like Will Levis is very similar to Ryan Tannehill. So I could see Arthur Smith being like, I've done it with that exact guy and now I can go get him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's several teams that are just in the top 10 that I think are, are trade up candidates. I think the one question that you have to answer also is how far are the Bears willing to trade back? Because I think there's a school of thought right now that they would not be willing to trade back to number nine because then you miss out on the elite, elite talent, the blue chip guys at the front of the draft. And so I think obviously they their top preference might be to just trade back to number four. That way they still have a chance to get either Will Anderson or uh, Carter. And so I think that is the other question you have to ask is like, would the Bears be willing to fall back that much? Like if, if the offer is strong enough, sure. Because they have a lot of, you know, holes that they need to fill over the next couple of years on their roster. They're just like, you know, the whole roster is bare at this point. Um, so, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. But if um, I'm the bears, I think this is kind of easy. It's you just sit on what you just said for three months. Well, we can't trade past four because there's too many good players and you just wait for the Panthers. Just keep upping the offer. Or the Raiders are at seven or the Falcons or whatever. And you just keep wait for them to get desperate and desperate. And then, you know, there's only three, however many quarterbacks in this draft you want and just let them sit with the idea that it's going to expire. And they won't be able to get one until they get desperate. So we'll see. The Bears in a good position. Yeah, I would say off my read of Ryan Poles and what he cares about, namely trading Roquan Smith away for his second round pick and then using a better second round pick to get Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah, that he's pretty solidly analytics pilled. And accordingly, I think I outside might have qualms about the Bears trading out of four and missing a Jalen Carter Will Anderson. I don't think necessarily uh, Ryan Poles shares my qualms. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I agree. So like you said earlier this week that you have more money on Will Levis to go first overall than like any bet you had last year. <laughs> At this time, I ended up with way more money on Trayvon Walker to go first overall because I actually had that told to me explicitly. But as of right now, this is what we got. <laughs> All right. Well, Carolina Panther, Will Levis, Coach T. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. It, uh, it makes sense. <laughs> there we go. We solved the quarterback market. Two jargons and a lie. America's favorite segment. Yeah. Actually, I lied first. Uh, we got a couple of emails. Emails that we're going to fantasy football gmail.com. We mentioned on Sunday the Whopper song. Sing it. Sing it. Everyone already knows. Everybody already knows. Whopper, Whopper, Whopper. Sorry. What is more <laughs> resonant in your mind? Is it the ad BK yes. or yes. is it the Whopper, 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 Whopper? Craig, whopper, the first whopper, one. Whopper, the first whopper. one for me, Craig. Hmm. I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm I'm constantly walking around my house singing at BK. <laughs> have it your way. Like have that to me is way. more catchy. You it's will. my least favorite jingle, perhaps, of all time. <laughs> it's the most effective jingle of all time. <laughs> we got an email from Chris who said, when a song's stuck in your head, it's called an earworm. Involuntary musical imagery is the technical term. An effective way to get the song out of your head is to listen to that song in entirety. Your brain's trying to close a loop because these fucking jingles stay in our heads because there's no clear beginning or end to the song, and our brains typically don't like that type of shit. Wow. Interesting. So, there's also a SpongeBob episode about it. And then, more important, the email from Eric. Eric. My wife and I had our first child in August of last year. And ever Congrats. since the Whopper commercial came out, I've been singing it to my daughter Uh-oh. with the goal of her first word being Whopper. <laughs> More specifically, sure. Whopper, Whopper, Whopper. My, fir- my first words were like a rock from the old Chevy commercial. So I think this would be a great oh way God. to continue a family tradition. My wife, on the other hand, wants her first words to be something dumb like mama or dada <laughs> and gets mad at me when I start singing the Whopper song to her. Um, curious what you think, DK, as a father. I mean, why not? It doesn't make DK, a difference. Are yeah. you OK with gamifying your child's first word? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm all for it. All right. Turn your kid into content. Calvin's first word was yeah. Like, who gives a shit, you know? That's like, weird because I feel like now he just says no all the time. He doesn't say yeah anymore. Like, he literally hasn't said yeah in like two years. He says 
He just says other stuff. He says, sure, of course. <laughs> He's really into of course right now. <laughs> of course. Positive affirmation. He's a happy yeah. guy. Hey, Kevin, do you want a cookie? Of course. <laughs> it's actually really cute. You start offering him vegetables. <laughs> Good call. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, no. All right. Two jargons and a lie. So like you might not be allowed to do this because you might know it. Um, last uh, We had a draft show we did recently where we did fake banned substances from the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like two banned substances and a lie. And so Ryan sent in, it's two things that are like drugs. And then the third is a, is a new generation Pokemon. Oh. God, <laughs> let's see if we know that. But Solak actually does Pokemon, win. so well, don't shout out the answer because you literally do Pokemon, so don't ruin it. But the the three are Dartrix, Flector, and Cinemet, and two of those are drugs, and one's a Pokemon. Wow, those are so good. Dartrix, Flector, and Cinemet. I Cinemet's think, a drug. Cinemet I, sounds like such a drug. Dark I think Tricks. Flector is a drug. I think Dartrix is well, the is the Pokemon. Dartrix, Flector, and what's the other one? <laughs> Cinema. As I said that, I, I could picture like two couples in bathtubs in a field. And I'm like, this is some stuff that's been focus grouped by a drug company. How do you spell the last one? S-I-N-E-M-E-T. Oh, S. I was envisioning it with a C. Yeah. That's definitely not a Pokemon. Also, Ben just asked that if that was a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, but what if it's a trick? Damn it. Ben just did the the wink where he like does, he doesn't move any other part of his face. That's skill right there. I'm a good winker. Really hard <laughs> How do you do that shit? <laughs> Every there's a lot of drugs that end in the or like Lipitor, Flector. I'm going with the <laughs> the other one is the Pokemon, the first one. Same here. Dartrix sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah. All right. And the answer is actually wait, Solik, just tell us. Well done. You guys are all correct. Dartrix is nice. second Boom. stage grass flying evolution, as everybody knows. From sure. yeah. uh, Sun and Moon. Ben, right now, top three Pokemon all time. <laughs> oh, including legendaries? Sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Sure. Probably like one Blastoise, Ooh, two. This is where I admit I don't even know what legendary is. Swamper. It's the best ones, Daniel. This is like, you guys are speaking Greek. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, what's. is. Pikachu, like, what's the deal? I no. played Pokemon in the OG days when I, it was like, you just had like Charizard, Charmander, Blastoise, yeah. like all those. Yeah, yeah, that's Gen 1. We're in Gen 9 now, so. You know, or Gen 8, excuse me. I think you pick it up. Yeah, no, I think it's right. It's Blastoise, Swamper, and then third is probably like something derpy and dumb, like Tropius or Ditto or something that has no reason oh, to Ditto. exist, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> This, I, is this like one of those bad lip reading things where you guys just say a bunch of like gibberish and I have no idea what you're talking about? Kai said Luxray is the goat, which is just such, <laughs> such such a modern take. So disappointed. The youth these days. Why don't you do, Ben, you should do two Truce One Live Pokemon next week. Oh, will you write up like a whole fake background <laughs> for the Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And give them my oh my names and, and Dexter's, no problem. DK has never had less to say in a conversation no ever done. I've never felt older. Like, you know who I used to think was sick was those giant birds. Zapdos. It was Zapdos in the ice one. Uh, uh, Firstly, it's Zapdos with a D, not Zapdos. T. It's not Sorry. toast. Zapdos. Art- Articuna? Is that what it? Articuno. Articuno. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing all right. That's it. That's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Solik. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for production help. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. You please say thank you, Kesha. Lauren. Thank you, Kesha. Good Kesha was was such a huge part of my college like years. <laughs> I remember in the dorms, Kesha's album came out and it was like just all you heard was Kesha for like She's still putting three out months. stuff? Yeah, she still makes music. That's cool. Die Young, that was a huge one. Oh yeah. That was a big one. It was a good song. But how long ago was that though? 2012-ish, 2013? Yeah. She starred and executive produced the show Conjuring Kesha, which premiered on July 8th, 2022 on Discovery Plus. In the show, Kesha and her celebrity friends explore paranormal hotspots. Oh my God, I would watch that 100%. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look up Kesha and ghosts. There's a lot of stuff there. Okay, can you give me a little more information on that? Like she's seen ghosts, she's a medium. She is a ghost. There's something about her having sex with a ghost. <laughs> what? Okay. Oh my God, did Kesha sleep with a ghost? That's the first thing. No, she is a she has a podcast called Kesha oh my God. and the Creepies which is explores supernatural subjects and alternative lifestyles with pop culture guests and supernatural experts such as Alice Cooper, Demi Lovato, Tyler Henry, and Ben Folds, which is just, that's all pop culture. None of those guys are supernatural experts, right? That's over 4. 
Yes, yes, I would think so. Yeah. I'm quoting Kesha from her appearance on Conan O'Brien. She went to quote the bone zone with a ghost. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote. Know. All right, the bone zone. Bone zone. <laughs> all right, shout out ghosts. Shout out to all the people listening to this right now yelling things at us, mm-hmm. which is the closest you'll ever feel to being a ghost is hearing podcasts and they don't hear you. So, so shout out the that. movie Ghost. Really good movie. <laughs> all right, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>